it's a catch 22 because if you don't have a good process and a ton of clients, you're never going to materialize those clients into funded files. If you have a very good process, you can be out there hunting business to use the process you've built out. to the excellence of execution. Let's welcome our hosts, Paul and Den. Season four, episode three. We are back with our largest ever panel. Danny, we're back or on camera. I don't know. I kind of like it being so far away from you. I didn't think I would, but I kind of do. That's rude. Uh, <laughs> so before we get into it, I, I got to introduce you guys. We have, uh, we have Carlo, we have Miguel and Mickey three of uh, our top producers in the office, which is really, really exciting. And over half a billion dollars in production in this panel between the four of you. I don't contribute to that in any way. Uh, however, before we get into the fun stuff and you guys start talking, I always talk about our intros and Dan lets me do my, my spiel. And I was thinking about it. How am I going to introduce you guys, which besides your name? So I thought of three things you guys have in common, like legitimate things. Oh, I thought you were going to say a band. Like where, like if you, you were guys gonna, are like, a boy band? No, like if you're going to do like a band, what band would we be? Can I be the fifth member of it? Of course. We, you could be the groupie. So are we more like, <laughs> what? No, I'm just joking. Are we like One Direction or maybe Backstreet Boys? Wow, you want I was going to go earlier than that. I was going to go into the 80s. The Beatles? I don't know about the, the Beatles. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of think like we're more like, um, um, what's their name? Um, the Spice Girls? I like the Spice Girls, <laughs> but that's not the one. Um, what's up with uh, Johnny Lee or Justin Lee? What's his name? Justin Timberlake. No. Who's Justin Lee? Anyone want to help here? Uh, no idea. Carlo, Miguel, Mick? No if you Max, guys were a band, Max, what band the dirt, you the dirt was made after what band? It was um, Molly Crew. Oh, Molly Crew, right. Oh, Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. Who's Justin? Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, get back to mortgages. Since you guys all entered the, the game of mortgages, whether as a mortgage specialist or in this, you guys all went up year over year. Every single year. So, Mickey, it's been six years for you or five years? Six years. Six years. Yeah. Carlo, three. Three or four. I'm the broker, and sir. both of you guys, five. Dan and Miguel, five years. So exceeded $100 million in 2022. And you guys all finished top 50 under DLC out of 2,800 agents or something like that, which is, which is incredible. So, top 50, all you guys. All right. Those are the comparisons I found. So before you guys start bantering and bickering and you guys all push each other, I thought it'd be fun for each of you guys to, and 30 seconds or less, compliment one other person on this panel of what you admire about their business, why you think they're so successful. So Migs, why don't we start with you? Who do you, you want to say? 30 seconds or less. Don't go too crazy. Just pick someone. You guys got to all pick different people, okay? So if Migs picks Carlo, Mickey and Dan, you can't talk about Carlo. You know what? I'm going to pick Carlo. The reason why I'm picking Carlo is uh, the fact that he's been able to grow year over year and still have time with his family, be able to do both a work and personal life balance, which is huge. And now that's what I'm trying to get and learn as well. So I get that from Carlo and I'm learning from him every day, uh, which is awesome. So a family man and a successful man, which is an incredible achievement. I love that. I'm glad you brought that up because Carlo does have two kids. Now you're a new father. So, so people that are listening know the balance that, that uh, you can still have kids and family. All right. And you guys are also serious. Okay. Let's have some fun here. Carlo, talk. Who are you going to pick? I'll return the favor. I'll go with Miguel. Oh, well, at least Mickey and Dan for each other. Um, oh, we love Austin, yeah. Texas. We love <laughs> go ahead, Carlo. 
I, I think the big reason why Miguel has been able to, to run a successful book is he's really good at relationship management. And I feel like his clients and his COIs feel like, like he's their best friend, not just their mortgage broker. Very true. Yeah, okay, Mick. Okay, that. I'll definitely pick Dan. And it's an honor to pick Dan because when I first moved over to the broker space, it was a change. It was definitely like something different, even though it was mortgages, but it was still like a whole different world. And Dan was there every step of the way. I had so many questions. He's extremely, extremely helpful, hardworking. He knows how to structure deals. He's always there for people when you need them. He's a great, great leader and a support for the whole brokerage. And I feel like that contributes to his success and his commitment to work and his ethics speaks volume. Talks a lot oh. of shit. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a lot of shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A little bit. Oh, I love how you refer to yourself in third person. Okay, DF. Yeah, why not? Do you want to um, talk about yourself or you're going to return the favor for me? I'm going to return the favor That's for nice. sure. And I was going to pick Mickey. And there's one reason as to why. And, and I spoke about this in the first podcast that we did with Mickey is that his behavior and his attitude every single day is so positive. It doesn't matter what's happening out there. It doesn't matter what files are on fire. It doesn't matter what happens in his personal life. His attitude is always fantastic. And it's so easy to. Uh, get down on yourself or be in a situation where things are just not great because it is a very stressful business. And I take that from him every single day. Every time I feel like something's going wrong, I take it with a positive attitude and try to flip it. He checks make- his baggage at the door. Pretty I thought right. you were going to say we're, we're going to skate to one song and one song only. <laughs> That's the direction you were going with that. No. At the beginning. Well, what did For I say? one reason. Oh, Anyways. I appreciate it. All right. A uh, little bit of rapid fire here. So, Carlo. What's a show or book or something you're currently watching? A show or a book? Or I something? Read, I, dude, I haven't read a book probably since like second grade. Wow. In full. And there's like, a guy, but you can read a broker kid in an hour. I can. Yeah, that's <laughs> like the only thing I, I would What read. about audiobooks? I don't listen to audio. No, no podcast? What do you listen to? Britney Spears in the car? Dude, honestly, like by the time. <laughs> Paw Patrol for sure. No, Paw not Paw Patrol. Okay, what show are you watching? Love that's Island? That's all I watch. Um, that's inappropriate, nah, bro. My parental really. controls are on. I'll be I don't really watch Love Island. Okay, I don't know, bro. I watch. I'm Netflix. Just honestly, like I watch reruns of Suits all the time. Suits, that's good. We'll take I love it. that shit. Yeah. Mix, Mix. Bro, what are show are you, you watching? Oh, oh hang on. on. Oh, Let's just take a step back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a You're watching Suits. Yeah, Rerun, like probably for the ninth time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Who are you in Suits? We'll answer that for you. I, I didn't watch it. Okay. I've watched it. Who's, who's the bald guy? That's exactly Louis Lewis 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 Sorry, it's a children's show. Lewis Lit? That's the guy's name. Definitely not Lewis. Bro, you just got lit up. Right? No, I'm not. I'm just going to say, we're going to get you a cup. Who's the boy? He's really upset. What's your name? Jessica. Paul's Jessica. Yeah. I'm Jessica? Yeah. No, he could be Rachel's father. Rachel's father. Yeah, Rachel's father. Okay. Oh, Robert now. Robert Zane? Yeah. Yeah, Robert yeah, Zane. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'm definitely not. Like, Lewis is like the most insecure guy <laughs> on the show. That's definitely not <laughs> me on this show. Oh I don't know about it. I don't know about it. I don't know about it. He knows his stuff. Lewis definitely knows stuff. And he likes cats. And he likes mud cards. I don't like cats. Okay, stop. Miguel, what's a show, podcast, book you're reading, watching? Right now? Yes. Paw Patrol in the morning. <laughs> For real though. Ted Lasso at night. Ted Lasso. Yeah. Great show. You know how much I love Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso show. One episode, new season. Great. Oh, hey. sorry. My turn. Okay. Uh, you? I've, I've started it. I haven't. Oh really, my like, God. It's, a, it's interesting, but I might have a, what as is much it? as I hate to admit it, but I think I might have a little bit of addiction to trash TV. 
like mm. reality shows. That's okay. Like we're all there. Well, I don't know like, if it's reality. Like what? Well, I, I mean, like, like Love Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Love and Dash. You like yeah. that too, Paul? Yeah, yeah. I know. Oh you. yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, I'm not watching any shows. Okay, podcast. Um, Look. I've been just rereading uh, The Ultimate Sales Machine, mm. which I really, really like. It's a great book. I listen to it in the car. I've listened to it maybe like 17 times. And it just reiterates certain things that you got to do. And it's all about stacking and layering little things to get to it, to be the ultimate sales machine. So the ultimate warrior. Yeah. All right. So a couple of questions that came through that, that people want to ask is. Through the metaverse? Yeah. The metaverse. <laughs> What advice would you give a new agent starting in this current environment on like how to build a book? Anyone can jump in. It's it's tough. Obviously, 2023 is tough, which we're going to get into. But new agents that don't have any client base to work from, what would you guys say? What's one piece of advice? It, it's tough in today's market. I think that you have to keep grinding it out and keep working. And I, like, I think my biggest advice for the new agents is to start and look for people who have the same mindset as you, who work and think like you who you connect with uh because i've had a lot of people that you can't connect with and you and you can't work with them you got to have business partners that you can grow a relationship with and grow that that business with right i think that's my my feedback if i could chime in i think a movement i think you got to get out there talk to people you got to put the seed constantly i think movement leads to motion which leads to then constantly planting the seed talking to people talk about what you do also equally important for someone who's new is getting a good mentor I think it's extremely important for people to speak to people who've been doing it for longer because there's a lot of challenges. So like if you have someone to offer support, it definitely, definitely helps. Mentor, movement, like-minded. We got you, Paul. Hold on. I want to jump in for a second. Please do. I know that all of us really built our businesses differently, but not only like the speaking to people and get out there and all that stuff. I feel like you can do that all day long, but if you don't have the knowledge to back it, you're going to lose that client or you're going to lose that COI or something. So on aside from that, I think you definitely need to to have the knowledge to Absolutely. back up what you're saying. I don't right. think you guys built your business differently. Yeah, I, I think, I, would, I, think, I, think I think so. you didn't have realtors at the beginning. I didn't. It was all database, but I think holistically your approach and what makes you guys all successful was that you guys pride yourselves on building relationships and whether you were doing that with a realtor a financial planner you know miguel with with internal uh staff i know when you first started miguel you were in the branches make like at the end of the day same thing mickey you had a lot of partnerships dan was going out collecting realtor cards but you guys all built those relationships where they trusted you mm-hmm. and so i think that's the foundational business and the other piece is that you guys I think Dan, do you want to talk? Do you want to chime in on uh, advice? For, I think, for I think you guys, you guys like just just to put everything you guys said together. Number one, you need a mentor. You need somebody who's going to watch over you, help you, coach you. That's like, in my opinion, that's the most important thing. Okay. Secondly, this time specifically, your question was around this time and what's going on in the market. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's a good time to start in a any business. But to tell you the truth, I think right now is perfect. You get to experience something more challenging so that when it gets easier, you're really fluid with it. And then lastly, you're 100% right, Carlo. If you don't know what you're talking about, there's nothing to talk about. So you need to be mastering both relationship management, which Miguel has mastered, and mastering being the expert. Yeah. If you can marry those two things, there's no reason why you can't succeed in any market, in my opinion. I agree. So... Last year, you all had record years, your highest year ever in, in the business, right? Each of you, uh, numerous awards. 
uh, across the board for you guys. We probably can't even fit them all in this office, which which is incredible. And, and awards are nice, but it's not why we do this per se. So I'm going to ask you guys each what your goal is for the year, approximately in volume, mortgage volume, and what's kind of the one thing that, that you're going to have to do in order to hit that. So Mickey, I'll start with you. What's okay. your goal this um, year? This year, I definitely, definitely want to target for 150, if not more. Okay. And I think the way I'm going to get there is by just constantly improving myself as a manager, as a better leader for my team, and then uh, focusing more on the delegation part of it so I can go out there and focus on just getting the business acquisition, getting more business in. The way I, I am planning to do that is just constantly updating COIs, letting them know about the different policies. What I love about the broker space is there's just so many options that we have here, which sometimes even our partners don't know about. So by constantly updating them and staying on top of it really helps because they might have a client in a specific scenario that really helps them with their conversation when I'm constantly updating them with it. So I, I want to focus more on that. I also want to make sure my service is not pulled back in the, on any front. So I want to constantly <clears throat> stay on top of that as well. So that, those are my ways that I just really want to focus and just making sure I'm not just focusing on the volume without uh, or with a compromising service. I want to make sure they both go hand in hand. So in layman's terms, you're going to be working on your business versus yeah. in your business. That's right. And I think that's something that's that right. we used to talk about early on. I know, Mickey, you joined me later on, but at the beginning, you guys were all underwriting deals, focusing, working in your deals behind the computer. Now you guys are building a team of a support staff where you're able to work on your business, getting that's deals, right. talking. Your, your clients want to speak to you guys. That's yeah. the biggest thing, that's right. right? And versus behind the computer, which you guys have all done a better job. And that's the reason why you hit, hit those. And I apologize for digressing a little bit. But Migs, how about you? Yeah, this year, uh, I have a volume goal, of course. Uh, I want to hit 240 million. That's my goal. But ultimately, what I want to do is create a process and uh, shout out to my team, Amanda, Brandon, and Christina, uh, who allow us to get to these numbers uh, because we do such we focus on really giving that customer service. And even though we're doing 300 files a year now, I still wanna make sure that every client gets treated the exact same and feels like uh, my only client. And that's a really important thing for me and for my team. And that's what we've been trying to focus and, and really take care of, right? And we've put some processes in place that we can talk about and uh, systems in place, which is important. How do you make every client feel the same after 300? Does It's crazy to me. It's, it's tough. It's, it's actual procedures and processes in place. Like we have from the intro to keeping clients updated and our COIs updated to finalizing, to having that ending call, congratulating and thanking them for, for trusting us. You know so what your I mean? customer journey is solid. Every client goes through the same customer journey with your team. Exactly. And every time you speak to a new client, you make them feel like they're your only client. All the time. So that's, that's how you're going to hit that. And of course, every deal is not, not perfect. You know, there's, we, there's challenges in every, in every file. And the key is to be transparent with the client, be transparent with the, the COI, the real estate agent, and keep them updated and know that we're on it and we're going to get it solved and funded, right? That's the ultimate goal. Awesome. Car? Uh, yeah, I'll start with the goal for me is um, going to be 125. It's... Um, Obviously, with with small children, it's a little bit difficult to find that balance, but mm -hmm. um, I'm trying. And I think for me, the, the biggest thing this year will be uh, like working on my business and my and solidifying my processes and trying to maybe automate better. And maybe for me, at least to step us like step back a little bit from the day to day stuff. Uh, and focus more on the the building of the COIs and client and relationship management. Okay. Danny? It's really, really cool to see like how 
I mean, I, I don't talk to you guys every single day about your business. You know, we talk about other things. And it's so cool to see that, uh, you know, things are so similar, you know, amongst top producers. So I really, really, um, I really like that. Um, for me and, and uh, my team's goal is going to be 300 this year. If I do a penny less than 300, I think I might jump off a bridge. <laughs> Our most important focus this year is automation and process. Because what I want to be doing is managing the customer onboarding and acquiring new business. And I find myself in so many parts of the business that I don't belong in. I don't belong in fulfillment. I don't belong in compliance. I don't belong in, you know, some levels of underwriting. I only belong in some layers of underwriting and automation and process is something that we're very, very focused on this year. And we are uh, hopefully going to uh, try to perfect it and then hopefully share that with uh, everybody on the podcast. So what's interesting to me, and I'll, I'll wrap this up in not the podcast, this, this segment. So to me, you break down uh, mortgages into three layers, three buckets, acquiring clients, number one, that's the hardest thing. Anyone brand new, which the question that we started with is, is how do you build a book of business? You need to acquire clients and that comes from either partners, center influences, et cetera. Number two is knowledge and experience, which Carlos said, you need to have that to put deals together. And number three is process. Majority of you guys all answer this question around process and automation. So in given the market in 2023, you guys are all down versus last year, transparently, there's no fear about acquiring clients right now. Like is, is the focus, how are you guys getting clients right now? I think there's always like, no matter what's happening in the market, there's always going to be change of hands. So people are always either looking to pull money out or they've pulled the trigger on a builder home that's coming up for closing. So there's always going to be transactions. It's just us also shifting gears and being a little bit more proactive. See how if we can reach out to our current clients and seeing like if we can help them save money, take them to another institution. There's always an opportunity. I think it's just a matter of changing perspective as opposed to thinking that, okay, the market's slow. Like we, we just give up and like wait for the business to pick up. I think we just have to be proactive with our approach and just find opportunities where we can find them. 100%. Yeah, you got to bring value. You know, everyone's down across the board this year, including your partners. And it's important to be there and support them and be able to help them get more business. So pre-approvals, they're huge. You know, you jump on it like it's a live deal and make sure it gets done in 24 to 48 hours and have a response. But you need to be there to support other people in the industry so you can grow your business as well. Right. It's got to be hand in hand. I actually disagree with you, Paul, that acquiring the clients is the most important. You can acquire a million clients, but if you have no process in place, nothing is going to move. So I think that setting out a proper process from the start will allow you to onboard more clients. And secondly to that, if you have the right process in place, uh, specifically around having a team, you can be out there acquiring a new business. Yeah, Whereas- but that's, that's challenging because... We were acquiring business in the beginning yep. without a process. We built the process as we grew. That's not true. That's not it true. walks, right? If you're just focusing on acquiring, you don't have a good process, it will walk because end of the day, people But it's not even that, Miguel. What you're saying is right now is that when you first started as an MMS and a client came to you, you had no process. That's No, that's you do have factual. a pro- You have your own process, but you got to yeah. build that still process your with your process. team. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you, your process is still extremely important because let's say I come to you. And then Mickey comes to you and then Carl comes to you all in, in, in a span of a week and you have no process in place. You can be the smartest guy in the world. A hundred percent. It's extremely important. I never said it's the most important acquiring clients. No, you, but if you, no, you said acquiring clients was the most important. I said yeah. right now for a new agent or in this current it's market, one of the hardest it's things. one of the hardest things to do. However, if you have the most bulletproof process in the world, but you don't have a single client, what, what, what does it matter how good your process is? 
it's a catch 22 because if you don't have a good process and a ton of clients, you're never going to, you're never going to materialize those clients into funded files. If you have a very good process, you can be out there hunting business to use the process you've built out. Yeah, but you got to get the money to build the process first. Day one, a new agent comes in this office. What am I working on them? Building a process or going out and getting deals? You should be doing both. Nah, right. But if you look at the evolution of each of you guys here, you started as a one-man show, then yeah. a two-man show. Yeah. Now you're each at a four or five men or woman show. But let's just keep it as a, we're talking about new agents, right? So let's keep right. it as one agent. They come into the, this office. They say, I'm excited. I want to be part of this business. What do I work on, right? Building the referral sources, building knowledge. Well, okay. Listen, 40% wait, of wait. the day, 40% of the day with me is always prospecting, but I, the rest of it is knowledge, understanding how to put together. Right. A deal. So now let's say that that same person comes to you and says, I have a deal in my hand. Of course. What do I do? We're going to show them the right way. Right. What's the right way? The right way is how to position the deal properly. We give them the deal notes. We tell them which we, bank when, to go when to. A new ag- when a new agent get, gets onboarded, we provide them with templates about Correct. what they yeah. need to Correct. grasp for yeah. documents. We write them with templates for once the client's approved. We provide them with templates for, for everything so that their process is smooth. That's so right. that they're not like running around with, yeah. with chickens. Correct. But you don't go through the process till you have a deal. That's right. A, right. right. Anyways, we're, I'm just talking about what I feel right now is the heart. Like you're all, all your answers for this year, given where you were, I just want to make sure that it's relevant to the listeners that acquiring business right now is where a lot of people like volumes are down, which comes from acquisition of business. That's right. Bottom line. And to, to be honest on that point, like even the knowledge and experience is extremely important. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have a deal, like you can learn everything, but you're never really going to retain it unless you actually have a client in that specific scenario and you've gone through it with them. So I think like once you have a specific deal, a specific policy per client, and once you've done it start to finish, I think you just retain it a lot more. So even for someone who's new, like you can memorize all the policies, but on, unless you've had that situation, I, I don't think it's easily yeah, retainable. I think um, the question that you asked, it's, it's very multi-layered. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you're talking about a new agent, but realistically, what is like, is it a new agent coming from a bank or is it a brand new like mortgage broker? Because a brand new mortgage broker is doing what? 15 million on average? 20 maybe that's a, new, that's a lot brand new yeah no, brand new no, no, from like no experience yeah no i've experience. had i've had maybe four or five in my entire career shout out to farouk farouk jason christiani a few right. a few okay. others so let's take five million for example yeah. if they yeah, do five, five to million. seven million okay so oh, max sorry max with his end of 15 million no background chills counts or no well, Richard, like, was, was working at a bank. Right, yeah, I think he's saying new, new, like brand new, new yeah. business. Yeah. Brand new. So, yeah. like somebody like that, you know, there it's going to be very overwhelming at the beginning to to number one learn all of the knowledge and then and also prospect at the same time while dealing with fifty five plus lenders, right? So, I, I think it's a little bit of a combination of both. Yes, you have to have a process, you have to have knowledge too, but I think the most successful agents are are probably going to be coming from a bank. For the most part. I just thought it was interesting. You guys all said automation. That's all. Let's move on. Automation uh, in the sense that like, not that we want to completely automate it. A client sends a deal in and, you know, we're not involved at all. Just automating the process in terms of like, you know, if a deal has a letter of direction, you know, get something's out. getting sent out or just things that are not getting missed on the back end. You, you, yeah. you can't do the volume that you that you all are doing without it's a team at a process it's, it's never gonna happen i have a team huddle every morning absolutely eight, eight, wait, eight, 30, yeah, we start, 8 45 yeah. it's 45 minutes every yeah. morning just yeah. to yeah. go on names like it's got to be automated it's yeah gotta, it's gotta i, I be don't disagree fluid. i just want mm. to bring different layers no, that's true. true just touch points right so 
doing the volume that you four do, I always get new agents coming in saying, I'm going to be the next so-and-so. And I love, I love the aspiration. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to hit this. I'm going to be the next hundred million dollars. Can we just talk about like how hard is it? Is that your baby crying? What is that? What is that? Like I get this like, like, you have the baby monitor on? Yeah. Like, like, just have it on. I, I, I just said to you, please don't have your phone on. Like I love it was like your baby cat. boy Kai. Like, oh my goodness. I kept thinking, what is that? I saw someone screaming. I thought there was a cat or something. I thought it was a cat too. We're not even taking this out. anyhow. Uh, okay, can we talk about how hard it is to do the volumes you do? Like, honestly, like, truly, I know how hard you guys work. It is crazy. Whether, you know, Carla, you have kids. Miguel, you just had, you know, your son, Mickey and Dan. Not that you're there. It's not the point. It's not, it's, it's not the point. You have, it's, it's a variation of, of what you guys do. Dan, you've slept here. Mickey, you're, you're here early. Miguel, you're here early. Carla, you're up early. Sometimes you're sending emails at three. Like, you guys are working like crazy. How hard is it? Like, let's let's really just dive in for a second in terms of to do over a hundred million. Literally, how hard it is, so people can understand. The one thing that's crazy is if you realize all five of us have exactly the same like routine that we had when we started. Like, I was always up early when I first started. Dan was up early. We were always always the first ones in the office, and till today, we're the same. Mickey, the same. Carlo, the same. We have our routines since we started and this is a big big tip for the new people is you have to work and not give up and, and and keep going you know and keep your process like together i think it's commitment it's commitment and discipline you just yeah. have to like constantly hold yourself accountable and be disciplined and make sure that yeah we're, we're gonna have a one-off day but like you just bounce right back and you start from like where you need to start from and then if that means getting up early and getting a start on your day then so be it i think it's just all about holding yourself accountable to standards that you put for yourself in the first place i think yeah i mean i think at the end of the day you just have to find something that works for you like what works from what works for me may not work for dan and and for mickey or vice versa for me i know that i need to go to the gym in the morning if i don't go to the gym in the morning i'm not going to get there and i know that You're miserable after, if you don't yeah i miss dude i'm serious i'm I, I miserable it helps huh he doesn't go to the gym no i don't <laughs> go to the gym, gym. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you have in the last um, few weeks. There, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean like aside from that uh we all have our different prod like i i bring my boys to school and a lot of times i i pick them up too and then between like 4 30 and bedtime there's not really much I can do in terms of answering a phone. So I rely on my team for that. And then he goes to bed at five. Eight o'clock now. But yeah, after like you eat dinner Don't and take whatever. Don't it out so literal, man. He's just trying to make fun of you. That's okay. Yeah, you can make fun. made fun of anyone so far. So we got to start. You got to start with me? Yeah. <laughs> chicken and waffles? target. Yeah, chicken and waffles. Well, yeah, you, exactly. did, you did it to yourself. What the chicken and waffles? Why you shouldn't have brought that up? Why well, I, I don't mind bringing it he up. He doesn't mind bringing stuff up like that. Don't ever just don't ever let Carlo order them off the menu. This job is incredibly rewarding in different facets. It's incredibly rewarding financially. It's incredibly rewarding emotionally. Uh, you get to to go through something extremely sensitive with people uh, and be a big part of it. So. That was it, deep. Thank you. I it's, felt uh, it's, it's very hard. It's a very, very hard job on no matter what level of volume you do because it's so personal. I think really, and I think you'll agree with this given how many people you've seen, the hardest step is from zero to 50. 
from yeah. 50 to like 100 is it, it's hard so i'm not downplaying yeah, it, yeah but yeah, it's yeah. far easier to get from 50 to 100 than from zero to 50 so if you've gone from zero to 50 or zero to 30 pat yourself on the back you've done yeah, a great job yeah, and just sure. know that it's a lot easier to get to that 100 million dollar mark that's I don't really disagree gonna do. I disagree. Yeah. you you also all you also have love for the job oh, right? yeah. Yeah. oh yeah and and it's i don't think anyone that's doing 100 150 million hates waking up and, and doing this every day you can't it's just it's, you know and obviously our environment helps this environment coming to work every day i'm 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 jacked you know driving in every day to work yeah, it's, it's uh, awesome. our team's amazing no yeah. absolutely so, everyone here i feel like we're just like everyone's like-minded everyone like pushes each other to do better and there's no like oh i want to step on you to get better i think we're all in it to genuinely want to see everyone succeed yep. and i think that's something that speaks volumes to what you've created Indi- a, thank you individual contributors but it's like we're we are a team we yeah. all we all push yeah. each other and uh and it's a lot of fun i think i think just the, the culture here is fantastic yeah uh and we've created a roadmap right yeah. i think you are all to, to go around and say hey we have four and including moosey five in the top 100 is crazy like we built that people know coming here there is a roadmap if you follow it of course uh to success so let's talk a little bit about uh the way we look at the market right now some expect some uh not expectations but uh what's the word predictions what do we think's happening it's been a slow q1 Let's dive into that a bit. Crystal ball. I want to hear what Dan has to say. Why? Because. Because what? He has I, to say he's I, a just, positive why? Have, I, have I been right before? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Okay. I have a few kind of, you know, camps that I'm a part of, you know? Band camp? Band camp, yeah. <laughs> it's really interesting, man. Like, it's, I think it so revolves around the global economic state just outside of our microeconomic state because there's so many factors uh, putting pressure on you know different um, variables that are causing our markets to change, right? So what I believe is going to happen is that we've had a few years of really big highs, and now we're having a year or a period of lows. And I think once we get out of this, we're going to have a year of very consistent growth with consistent rates and a consistent balanced market. I really believe that the Bank of Canada has seen that they've increased rates too quickly and too many times to try to battle this problem of inflation. And I think the Fed is already starting to see that again. I think they're, they're meeting tomorrow. Say Tuesday? They're meeting yeah, tomorrow. And there was a conversation that they were going to hike um, the rate by 50 bips. Now it's come down to 25. And some economists are saying it. they might not even hike. I do believe we have a fundamental problem in Ontario or Canada. Uh, that there's not enough supply. And there's three things that, in my opinion, push prices up. Of course, number one is supply. Number two is the desire to be a homeowner. Nowhere in North America is there anybody more willing or able to buy a home than in Ontario. Like People just will do anything to become homeowners. That's like, that's like the Canadian dream. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing is... I can't remember. You lost it. I, I, I thought after uh, one, you were done. Yeah, no. No, it's not. I can't remember what it is, but maybe the, immigration. The, no. the the problem is, is that rates are going to come down. Okay, rates are going to come down. Fixed people, rates are going to come down. Both variable and fixed rates are going to come down. The okay. problem is that like the buyers that were buyers last year are not. They're not That's gone. Right. They haven't disappeared. They're still in the market. They're just on the sideline. They're waiting. Yeah, yeah. They're just waiting, but waiting for what? Like, there's no supply out there right now. If you're talking to your buyers, now homes are going for multiple offers. That's it's right. crazy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we're seeing a correction in 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 fixed rates. I believe that the Bank of Canada is going to bake in some rate cuts by the end of this year. I really I, do. I, I think so, I too. You. At this pace, it seems like that's the strategy that they're going to have to take. I think so, too. If I was a buyer right now, 
I would heavily consider a five-year variable rate, like heavily consider it. Or a one-year, two-year short-term fix. If and, like you want that piece of money. And there's going to be like for, for mortgage brokers and even real estate agents, I think there's going to be a ton of consolidation in the market because a lot of people are, the sentiment's down. People are not doing as much business. Uh, you know, potentially people are looking for alternative jobs. And the folks that are doing a lot of business and are, and are continue to do a lot of business are going to consolidate the business that's being eaten up by the folks that are quitting the business. And then ultimately, like you guys think about your book, you know, from January or even from like November to today, how many two and three year fixed rates have you guys sold? Which means your book of let's call it two, 300 million is going to flip in 2025 to 2026. All those people are going to need to renew. They're all going to shop around because we're coming from a high rate environment. They might need to pull some equity out because they might want to make some investments or they want to pay off some high interest debt, like credit card debts through, through yeah. the roof right now. So I really believe that there's a very fruitful happening awaiting for us in the next couple of years. And we just got to keep our, you know, we got to keep working. We got to keep doing the things we're doing, waking up early, providing value, making sure we're talking to our clients, because uh, if we're not talking to our clients, a new agent will be, you know what I mean? And, and we can't forget just because we do a certain amount of volume, we got to keep it to day one stuff, right? Paul? Basics, basics, got to keep it day one. You're never too big. You're never too you know, busy, you're never too whatever to talk to a borrower. You need to make them feel like Miguel said, like they're their only borrower because at the end of the day, we need to make sure that they continue to come back to us and refer their network to us. You all agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah, like that. yeah. yeah I, I definitely agree. I think the Bank of Canada, they left uh, the rates too low for too long and they raised them too high too fast. Yeah. And I think now we're going to start seeing some rate cuts. And I agree with you with the variable. I think right now, like a lot more people are, are going to be going to, with the variable because it's more attractive. Well, look at HSBC. What are they doing? They're doing uninsured prime minus 0. 0.98 or 9. Nine. Nine. Sure nine. Nine. We'll have to say that on the air. Why not? I don't know. Oh, well, we just did now. Yeah. And then, and then insured, you're getting prime minus 1.2. Like, yeah. Like yeah. There's, there's, yeah. There's, there's nothing to talk about. I do believe, however, the folks that have had variable that, that took it over the last couple of years should consider... You know, connecting with their banks to potentially increase their payments to not defer any interest. If they mm. can more, that's great. But, you know, pushing the amortizations out for, for so long could be a little bit challenging. But nevertheless, I, I really think that there's a ton of opportunity out there. And, like, we can't make more land. You no, know, we, no. Can't, we can't. Like, but we're not like, building. A, I don't impossible. think we're building the right. I think we're just building a lot more condos and people yeah. want towns and semis. And, and there's, I don't think there's land for it. That's, that's a struggle, right? Outside of, like, Barry. Barry's on fire still. Or Simcoe in general is on fire. Ajax, Pickering, those areas. Well, that's where it's affordable right now. Yeah, but there's also they can build there. Yeah, but like, but like during the during the 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 peak, like a house in Vaughan and a detached house in Pickering were selling for the same price. Yeah, and you couldn't differentiate the difference, and people were jumping on everything like it was it was going out of style. Now you see a little bit of distinction, like a house in Vaughan, for example, is trading for higher than a house in Pickering, and you see that Pickering has had a larger decline. I also can't stand it when people are telling me that the housing market's down 30%, down 30% relative to what? It's relative if, to when it was super high. Where it was inflated and <laughs> yeah. anomaly. Take it from 2019 to today, you're still up on your investment. Yeah, still yeah. growth. You yeah. know, it's crazy. Yeah, right. I agree. So two last questions. Jim in our office, shout out Jim Nago, director of sales. He had a question that how important, I know this is kind of, you guys might laugh this way. How important is coaching? You want why, me to ask why, you why would we like, why do you think that's a funny joke? It's not a funny joke. He just wants he just he just said that you guys want to be coached. Maybe not so much Carlo, but now he does. But 
But Mickey at the beginning too was like, oh, are you doing this? But how important is coaching? No, laugh because, laughing because like I'm asking you the question. It's how, not, it's how important is it for you to teach your daughter how to brush her teeth? How important is it for you to teach her table manners? How important is it for you to teach her etiquette where she's on a public? But not everybody that's doing the volume you guys are doing want it. Right. That's, well, they're, that's the they're thing. Not, they're not doing the right and thing. And there's people that are doing 10. Does like LeBron James get coached? Does yeah. Michael Jackson and Michael Jordan Michael get coached? For dancing. Michael Jordan had multiple Kirk coaches. Alejandro, he gets coached. Oh, Kirk. Al- yeah, yeah. Kirk. Alejandro, Alejandro Kirk. Kirk, your boy. No, seriously. Who's but that? he wants... Because there are people like some How important is coaching? I'm, I just want to put a disclaimer. I'm, I'm new into sports. Okay? <laughs> just so <laughs> nobody laughs. Okay, 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 okay. Mickey, how no, important it's extreme, is it? It's extremely important. It's like sometimes we, we might have like such a tunnel vision that you need someone else to kind of show you... What's like, up? What extremely to important is not the right word. Um, it's... Mandatory. It's, 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 it's the TD in me. Sorry, that's, that's, that's the word that we like to focus on. It, but is, it is mandatory. mandatory. It is mandatory. But again, I mean, you can't really coach someone who doesn't want to be coached. Exactly. So you can't force that. But having said that, like I think it's extremely important because you have to also find value in it. I find it extremely valuable. He's right. There's people that come here that don't want to be coached. That's fine. Don't find value. That's in it. Your question was if it was important or not. But it also is how important is it? <laughs> Fucking <laughs> mandatory. <laughs> <laughs> Carlo Gwen. No, but it also makes a difference in in that individual person and like what their goals are. Like if someone might be just okay doing 20 million, right? And they don't want to get coached because they don't want to grow. But if you want to go from 20 to 50 or 50 to 100, it's it's detrimental to get coached because you're coaching what? 50 people in the office at least yeah so you're taking now little bits and pieces of what each each individual broker is doing and kind of passing on that knowledge where on a day-to-day basis like dan said i don't talk to dan every day about what he's doing for his business and miguel and mickey and we're all doing great things that can help each other and that kind of flows through you so i think that's where a lot of the value is coming from in terms of coaching and also where is I going with this? I actually oh, it's, well, it's, 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 it's beyond know. business, man. No, yeah, I just, I'm just gonna say business. beyond business. I don't think it's, it's about also just growing the business. I think yeah, this could be like maybe you want a little bit more peace of mind on a day to day, and then talking to someone could help alleviate all of that stress that you're taking, and then that could maybe give you some time back to spend with your family. So it's yeah. not just I don't think Paul's coaching is just strictly like this is how you're gonna grow your business. I think there's like so much other points that you could possibly hit that could just help us from like so many different standpoints. Yeah, I agree. Like, Co- I mean, coaching, so coaching is 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 important. Extremely important. It's important. <laughs> <laughs> the ch- the challenge I think is that maybe folks that don't want to be coached maybe don't have the right coach, or maybe they they don't have the world to get better as people just outside of business because coaching is 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 not just about growing your business from zero to a hundred billion. It's not what it is. Mm-hmm. Coaching is about removing yourself from who you are as a person, as a leader, as a business owner, and really understanding what is happening and how can you sharpen that up? And who sure. wouldn't want that? It's like proofreading an essay. That's right. How would you not proofread, proofread your essay? You've got to proofread your essay. You need somebody to come and put another set of eyes yeah. on what you're doing and really understand the nitty gritty, the nuts and bolts of what's happening in your life, both personally, professionally, in any way, and help guide you to be a better person, to be a better husband, to be a better business leader, to be a better business owner. And, and I think it's like, if you are not getting coached, like if you're not getting coached, you're out of your mind. Migs, before well, I ask you, my you last never, question, you never proofread go your closer, essay. Go closer right? to the mic. Mickey's <laughs> never proofread his essay. I've also never written an essay. <laughs> <laughs> well, your, your notes are like essays. Literally. <laughs> no, just my comments. No, Paul, how many times do I ask you for coaching? Twice a month. Twice a month. Yeah. 
twice a month, bi-weekly. I find it, I need it for myself, for every aspect in my business, mentally. Paul's like a psychiatrist, a coach, a leader, a mentor. We are all where we're at because of you. Uh, you help us a lot. And for me, coaching, I need it. Like it's just part of my part of my business. This wasn't supposed to be a Paul Love fest. It's just how <laughs> yeah, coaching yeah, is. Yeah. But I, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's freezing in here. Yeah, uh, max sixty nine. So <laughs> you guys combined said you're going to do how much volume? Like what? What's the collective amount? Five forty. I got to change mine because I'm beating Dan this year. Oh, <laughs> that's true. You are beating. Dan I was this waiting year. for this. Actually, I think he's beating both of us. No, not right now. So let's say no, the, let's no, say no, this no, group has six hundred million. Did he pass me? Yeah, he passed oh, me. Oh no. no, 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 no. You're oh, first. You're he's the first. No. Yeah, yeah. So, so wait your turn. Six hundred. You're not getting a daily. We're not getting daily reports, are we? No. Six hundred million is that enough? No. As long as I'm number one, I'm getting daily reports until I'm not. Give me a number because that we hit. Okay. <laughs> Give what me is, a number that what, if we hit, we're gonna re-record this in Miami. In Miami, in yes. Miami. With Carlo. Carlo. With Carlo. <laughs> I think it's gotta be more than six hundred, man. Okay, what are we doing? What'd you say? One twenty-five? You said two forty? You say one fifty? I think seven fifty. That's what yeah. Seven fifty. Right now combined. That's you guys less are, than, that's less. Right now you guys are at Okay, six fifty. Right now, you guys are like at 70 combined. <laughs> yeah, way to shut yeah. us down, Paul. <laughs> so you guys can do another no, seven no, 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 no. I don't know. Three million. <laughs> no, Anyways, I'm kidding. Like, so like 15. So okay. 700 million if we do, we're, we're re-recording right, this. I'll meet you there. In Miami. All right, done. And well, who's, who's, who's paying for it? Clear trust. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we will I'll take care of the tickets. I'll, I'll, pay, I'll pay for the room that we're recording in. How about that? I got Poppy State. Oh! All right, any closing notes? Anything we want to close on? Any questions for each other or for me or for anything that we want to talk about? Are we are that's how we're ending. Miami, 750 million. When are we what next uh no it goes well, to be next it'll be next season. Spring. Well if you guys yeah. as soon as you hit it, we can go in November. Right. So we gotta hit it before November. Ideally, it'd be nice. Yeah.